Welcome back to Hops and Hot Takes. I'm your host, Eric. I'm also here with Stephen Glenn for the win. Stephen, how has your week been going so far? Been going well. I'm ready to uh, get back into the podcasting mode. I feel like we got a lot to talk about and just not enough time. I hear we've got a cutoff at 1030 tonight. So I guess we better get right back to it. Yes. The owner of the podcast studio, my <laughs> wife, says that we can only go I guess we only so pay long. the rent tonight. No. Steven, what beer are we drinking tonight? This one is called Local Gold Blonde Ale from Wild Leap down in uh, the Grange. I think we've had one of theirs before. Pretty uh, solid beer, if you ask me. It's uh, pretty crisp, pretty light. To me, it's a it'd be a pretty good uh, pool beer. Mix it up between this and uh, the the Coors Light. I should have given a warning beforehand to pull over to the side of the road if you're listening to this in your car because. We are not drinking an IPA. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I might have one of these on the way home. I mean, it's so refreshing, Eric. Uh, I think you could really have one any time of the day. Sounds, sounds pretty good. So, Stephen, we have a, a special guest joining us. John, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. What do you think about this beer? Yeah, I like it so far. It's, uh, you know, blondes are... N- Typically not my uh, cup of tea, if you will. You're talking about beer or girls now? Be specific. Are you more into a, more of a red amber beer? Yeah, uh, oh, yeah red ales. Okay. Re- mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that that that's, that's kind of down my alley. So it was a good red. Yeah, you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the topic we want to talk about for this episode is our Atlanta Braves. We touched on them very briefly in our first episode. A lot has happened. There's been some oh my smiles, some tears, some gnashing of teeth. But we didn't want to do an episode too early because we wanted to have a little bit of a sample size to kind of get a better sense for how this team is supposed to be. Coming into the season, their 2019 Pakoda projection was 83 and 79, which would have put them fourth in the East after winning the East. Vegas has them a little bit better looking at 86 and 76. Steven, is this time to panic? Is it too soon for the Braves? What's going on? Now, I don't think it's time yet to panic. You know, I'm looking at the standings right now, Eric. There's only a game and a half between the top four. I mean, obviously the Marlins aren't going to make any kind of serious run this year, but you've got the Mets and the Phillies both tied with 13 wins, the Braves with 12, and the Nationals with 11. So it's pretty much anyone's division right now. And something I heard that was really interesting uh, the other day, Freddie Freeman said before the season started, he didn't think any team in the in the National League East was going to win 90 games. And I ask you both, that seems like a pretty good prediction right now. What do you think? For me, Vegas odds, I would take the under, right? The 86 and 76 that they're predicting. Uh, I think this Braves team is going to be – I think they're going to struggle to get 500 at the end of the year. Do you think – because they're about – what are they one game over 500 at this point yeah do you think the team that we see right now this is how the season's kind of going to go where they're maybe rail off three wins and maybe have four losses maybe on like a road road trip or something yeah i think it's going to be a really streaky team um and it's going to be driven by the offense right you see if we're scoring seven eight runs we have a chance of winning if we're only putting up two or three no Going back to Freddie Freeman's prediction, I don't know if I really believe that. I think someone in this pack is going to... You think the cream of the crop is going to rise Yeah, as the season goes on? And that, that someone's going to come up. 
there's going to be some type of injury that happens almost all the time and someone's going to drop back. I mean, it doesn't matter if you have talent, if they're on the bench. I don't know. I, I like their chances, but it just depends on the bullpen. I think it's what it comes down to because you can see they only they won last night. The, the starting pitching was lights out. The bullpen was lights out. If that happens, I mean, the offense is going to score enough runs to win. I mean, they're going to they're going to run away with this thing. But I don't I don't think the bullpen is strong enough to to make it. I I could see them winning maybe like eighty seven games. Probably have like a shot at the wild card. Still, is what I think is going to happen at the end of the year. I agree with you. I think the bullpen is super suspect, and I think our young pitchers are pitching ahead of expectations early on in the season. I mean, Freed is pitching his brains out right now right he's probably looked really good yeah best pitcher in the east so far but yeah i think they're over achieving at the moment i think there'll be you know some reversion to the mean especially as we get into the dog days of summer right other teams figure out these new guys and you know, really, the big thing is once you get you push comes to shove, you get to the end of the season where a lot of these games start to matter. Can these young guys, you know, handle the pressure? Interesting that they were talking about bullpen problems. The, the payroll for this year was actually lower than last year, especially in the off season when fr- front office management has said that we were really going to go for it. Battery has been has been an excellent revenue stream. And so it's disappointing for a lot of people to say, how come you haven't opened the pocketbooks? I know Anthonopoulos will try to make savvy decisions. And one of the decisions that he has conspicuously not signed was Craig Kimbrell. There's some people like Biddle, Luke Jackson, looking better as of recently, but still also struggling. So the problem with Craig Kimbrell is he's looking, he is 31 years old. He's looking for Wade Davis money. He got three years, 52 million. The New York Yankees, Zach Britton, got three years, $39 million. So he's looking for somewhere around there, which is a lot for a closer. John, would you pay Kimbrell three years anywhere between the $40 million range? So I don't have a problem with the, the duration of the contract. Okay. That is based upon you know the greatest closer of all time, right? John Rocker. <laughs> he's close I mean, second. How old was Rivera when he retired, right? Mm -hmm. People are complaining about Kimbrell. He's coming up on 31 years old. He's getting old. He's nowhere near how old Rivera was. And I'm not saying that, you know, he's as good, but I still think that Kimbrell definitely has a lot of life left in him. Yes or no, would you spend the money right now? If the Braves truly believe that they have a chance, yes. Yes, because it's not my money. <laughs> <laughs> the only point I was going to make was, guess who has... I don't know if you realize this, and I didn't until today. Guess who has the best record right now in baseball? Padres. Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Ooh. Guess who has the lowest payroll? Devil Rays. Tampa Bay Devil Rays. But, okay, but do any of you think the Devil Rays are going to... Just to defend... Just to defend our GM from not going out just spending like crazy, I think there is some. I think there is a method to his madness. I think there is a reason why he hasn't pulled the trigger. Because to be honest, like he doesn't have, he has a track record of of making deals mm-hmm. when he wants to. So there's got. I think there's more to this Kimbrel thing. Because not only, no, let's say, let's say, let's just take money out of the equation, right? 
So why hasn't any other team not just ponied up? Because everybody needs bullpen help. Why isn't no? Why is no one else come to the table for Kimbrell at this point? And I think I think that's very telling. It's no matter what the sport is, because those team doctors have been the one to see him last. And like, yeah, you can watch it on TV and you remember maybe how he was with the Braves. What, when was the last time he was there? Yeah, what, four or five, like five years, years ago? Five years ago, yeah. And you're, you're just a different person. I think that everybody's also clamoring for Kimbrell is because he's a Southern boy too. So there's kind of a coming home element for this too. I wouldn't be surprised, and this would be really the style of Anthonopoulos's probably makes a trade or some type of signing of, of someone off the waiver wire around June. And it's not going to be Kimbrel. It's probably going to be some no-name guy, yeah. similar like to what they did. Or, yeah, this past I think it'll make a trade toward the summer. I mean, no one's going to trade bullpen help right now. I mean, you know, they're going to try to see how it plays out between now. I mean, the deadline's for another, what, two, three months? What was it? May, June, July? Yeah, three months. So here's my concern about waiting out. You mentioned this earlier about how no team's going to have 90 wins in the East, or at least Freddie Freeman made that prediction because everybody's stacked. I think the margins are so thin right now that you may not be in contention at June, or you may be in August and thinking like, man, like we're four games back. We should have gotten a couple of wins that we blew late. I mean, John, is is the time to act now, or should they kind of be in wait-and-see mode still? I think if the Braves brass believe that they have a fighting chance this year, you need to get bullpen help as soon as possible. Even if it's not Kimbrel, just somebody. Yes. I mean, it's that dire. Like, look at just the walks that our pitching staff has this year. It was a big problem last year, and it hasn't gotten any better this year. Changing topics a little bit, where instead of being so negative about the front office, let's be a little (laughs) positive about front office. Ronald Acuna and Ozzy Albies both signed two deals to the point where I saw a lot of people online who were just mad, not even associated with the Rays, but just mad on their behalf. I feel like it was they more took bad deals. negative press than good press. Yeah, how you feel. Acuna just got paid $100 million and was getting bashed for it. Yeah, because it is going to be the steal of a century. I mean, we hope. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, that's, yeah. That's a lot of hope, right? So we're but coming still $100 million. What, <laughs> is today the one-year anniversary of his debut? It's yes. pretty close, yeah. Yeah, I think it was yesterday. I mean, name a you know, better baseball player in the past one year. Or like, more well, more exciting baseball player. I mean, Mike Trout would be the one that you could compare it to, probably that had this much success this early in his mm-hmm. career. And I mean, he got paid... But, I mean, the thing is, is Acuna didn't have to sign this deal. Like, no one's forcing him to sign this. Like, he wanted to do it. So, I don't know why, like, you're going to bash him. Right? Right. Well, and I think... Someone give you a check for $100 million right now, and you're 21. I think a lot of people just thought that maybe the Braves were taking advantage of him. You're paying him much less than he probably is worth. So, he's definitely leaving money on the table. But it's guaranteed, right? It, yeah, it's all guaranteed. So, so I mean, like... $100 million is... <laughs> I mean, that, that would be hard. You're 21 years old. Yeah. To turn down $100 million. When the Braves really had about another, like, four years before they even had to talk really to Really even yeah. give them any money. Yeah. And I mean, he would have made some raises, but we're talking about, like, one, two, three million $3 million probably. And maybe this is the lawyer in me, but I think it's a lot of 
faux outrage that people are saying like, oh, the Braves took advantage of him. If you're an agent in Major League Baseball, unless you're being, <laughs> unless you're being represented by LeVar Ball, you know what you're getting into. You know what the projections are. All the data is mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, you have to listen to your client and you have to kind of make a decision based on all of this. I mean, I think what it, it was a good deal. I think what it really is is all the other players in MLB are just pissed because, like, that resets the whole market. Right. Yeah. You know. And so then they're just mad because they might get a a little less payday later. If you remember last year, even for all the great flashes that Acuna had. I mean, he got pitched inside a couple times and got injured. And yeah, so, hurt. Yeah, he was so, out for a month. So I'm sure that's, that's also fresh on his mind too. And he's saying, I need to cash in right now. I can't blame him. If you hand me $100 million right now, I'd probably take it. Yeah. <laughs> if you got $100 million right now, what would you spend it on? Ooh. Hmm. I would probably spend it mine on a stroller. <laughs> After looking at some of the baby product prices, you probably wouldn't need about that much to buy one of these strollers. I could at least put a down payment. Yeah. I would I would probably take the the podcast team out to a nice steak dinner. Mm. Be like, whatever you want. It's on me. Bones, chops, or house. I say we probably could hit all three in one day. <laughs> <laughs> Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Steven, I think your worst decisions have come when you've tried to hit multiple locations of yeah, anything. Multiple locations in, in one day, whether it's been a brewery bar crawl or a steak bar crawl. That's a podcast for another day. <laughs> yeah. that'd, be, that'd, be, that'd definitely be pretty late night version podcast. Steven, you were making the counterpoint to me when I said that the Braves fans sometimes aren't too unruly. You were saying, ah, maybe they are. Not if you read Twitter. Yes, exactly. Not not if you read Twitter. And the person that usually gets the brunt of this is our man and pretty much the patron saint of Hops and Hot Takes, Dave O'Brien, who has a great Twitter feed because right now it's just about music. It's about this Braves game. It's great reporting for the athletic. Lots yeah. of food. When it gets a little hotter... Around June and July, yeah. Hey, Snarky, when it gets hot outside, yeah, yeah. He really, he really starts snapping back at people because it's a long season. And we'll have him on the podcast one day, I'm sure. Dave, Dave, if you're listening to this, you are our number one pick. <laughs> <laughs> come on, come on, this podcast. Number two is Mark Rick. <laughs> <laughs> I hear he's, I hear he's free now. So, Stephen, even though Dob is probably my favorite Twitter personality. Do you have any information about who is everyone's favorite Twitter personality? It's funny you ask that, Eric. I have uh, done a lot of research on this topic, and I have have recently come across the list of the top five people in our universe with the most Twitter followers. Guys, do you think you can name any of these? And actually, there's a sneaky one in the top ten, but we'll get to that. Um. The Kardashian that is... No Kardashians. Really? Ooh. No Kardashians. All right, my turn. Show me Barack yes. Obama. Number two. Yes. Ding, really? ding, ding. So, you have, the, you, have the, you have the floor. Go ahead. So you miss one. All right. Barack Obama is number two. Oh, I got to say Donald Trump. Mm. Oh, not, not on it. The no, current president. no, not at all. Not even the top ten. The rest of the top five are or, or, uh, artists. Taylor Swift. Number five. Beyonce. Nope. Ooh. I guess Beyonce doesn't tweet as much. Oh. Mm-hmm. Ariana Grande? Mm-mm. I think it's got to be like a younger... Yeah, it must not be on... It must be on Instagram more. I'll give you number four, Rihanna. Hmm. So I was okay. kind of surprised. She's kind of like... She's not been in the light recently. Number three, the male singer. Probably a little bit younger than us. 
I think he had a house in Atlanta for a little while. Usher. Or maybe he still has one. Ludacris. Ed Sheeran. Mm. Ed Sheeran had a house here? I have no idea. <laughs> Elton John. Mm. He's younger than us. Elton John. <laughs> <laughs> uh, younger Justin than you, Bieber. Baby. Yeah, Bieber. Oh, the Beebs. Oh, yeah. the Beebs. Yeah. I would have thought that. His bio says, let's make the world better. Oh. So, what yeah, else? You can't go wrong with that. Number one, overall. Anybody want to guess? It's a girl. She hosts a Oprah talent show right now. That's pretty famous. Katy Perry. Katy Perry is number one. Really? Yeah. When was the last time Katy Perry came out with a song? Hmm. I don't know. I haven't done that much research. You know, out of the top ten, there's only one athlete. Tom number Brady? seven. Hmm. Is LeBron? Oh no. Um, Ronaldo, Ronaldo or. Yeah, that's tricky. What's Beyonce? She's not on the top 20. Jimmy Fallon, number 19. Bill Gates, 20. We're going to bring in a special guest because I have just one question to ask for one of the the best Beyonce fans, my wife, Riley. Steven just mentioned that Beyonce isn't even in the top 20 on Twitter. Do you follow Beyonce on Twitter? Twitter's dead. Whoa. (laughs) Talk about hot takes. Yeah, bring in the hot takes. No one cares about Twitter. It's all about Instagram. Why do you think Twitter's dead? Beyonce's not there. Put her period? She doesn't care about her Twitter presence. She only cares about her Instagram. Yeah, I'm going to look it up, see how many followers she, she has right now. She might still be on there, but Twitter is for trolls. <laughs> I do love a good troll. She has okay. 14.9 million followers. 14.9? Yeah. Only following 10 people. Only 14 mm. million? Flex. Really? Yeah. Guess, guess how many Katy Perry's got? Number one. Do you know Katy Perry's number one? You can buy followers pretty easily. <laughs> Guess how many Katy Perry's got? Uh, if 25. Beyonce, if Beyonce's got 14. She's probably got way like up. 45. No. Not even close. Higher? Yeah. 70. 107 million. Because they're all bots and trolls. They're look up. Barack people. Obama's got 105. Look up Katy Perry's last tweet. Two hours ago. I'm here for Instagram retiring the like button. <laughs> Tweeting about Instagram? Yeah. I understand why she has so many followers now. Can't believe Beyonce's only got 14 million. Okay. Let's um let's wrap this up. I think in the words of Justin Bieber, I think we should all just make the world a better place. And so we will see, <laughs> and so we will see you next week with another episode of Hops and Hot Takes. Thanks. <laughs>